0: I get itchy very easily. Like if like things like, if there's like a tickly feeling or something, I get itchy very easily, which is like, it's not super sexy to be like, hang on, I'm itchy. We uh we both write. We do. We are both writers. We are both <laughs> authors. We are. Taylor is published. <laughs> Ted, but you'd never know. You'd never know. Also, never I'm still
1: it. sick. It's the same day. It's in the, the same, same day. So many
0: episodes where I'm fucking we, sick. We uh both have a lot of caffeine in our systems. Uh huh. Because I I didn't realize I didn't think about this until you were like, let's keep going. That you were drinking that coffee. And I was like, I am drinking this coffee, and it was like. Uh, it, there were it was one of their like espresso like their shaken espresso so
1: oh, it was God. like there's a there was a lot of caffeine in there there is it's, so. this is like one of those rare occasions and I feel like as people with ADHD there's always a like a it's, it's never predictable whether or not you guys are gonna come together and it's gonna be like the perfect melding where it's like you can both really hyper focus yeah like, you're like body doubling each other it's like you're being really productive or if you're just more distracting to each other. You're like amplifying each other's yeah. ADHD, and you never know until you're in the moment. And I feel like, especially with the two of us, we tend to be more distracting than anything typically, else. Typically, yes. Typically, yes. Because
0: we 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 tend to, we we can hyperfocus, but we typically cannot hyperfocus together because no. the presence of another person is like, it's like the presence of another person is. Like a fun distraction Yes And like It's you know, like it's it's almost like It's like Now that I have Another person here I could talk about anything And do a set. Like I think like Both of us Like really um, Benefit from like Body doubling Yes But the benefit Of body doubling Is like Having something To keep your brain busy So that your hands Can do what you need Them yeah. to do It's like I need a body double To do laundry Yeah That's
1: I feel like Yeah I feel like you and I Are better body doubles For like Physical tasks yes. instead of like working or writing, yeah, where it's like, like you just fell in focus because we're both very chatty. Yes. And we both have so many of the same things that we like to chat about. Yes. That it's like never ending chattiness. Yes. Where it's like someone with a like Blake. Not that we don't chat, we have things that we talk about. Of course. But we don't tend to hyper fixate on the same topics. And so usually it's a lot easier for us to like sit down and work quietly together mm-hmm. and have another person in the same room because there's less that we're like getting chatty about. Yeah. And I think
0: especially for me, because I know this is one thing that like I like it, I figured out about myself very early. I I must think through things externally. Yes. Like I, I must process things externally. And if there's another person in the room, that means that I have a sounding board. Yes. And so if I'm thinking through a problem or if I'm thinking through like a scene that I'm writing or something like that, and I am like, there's another person here. I am like, I want to talk this out. I want to say it out loud. That's going to help me understand what's going on. Yes. Which is great, but if you're both going back and forth being like, how should, like, okay, here's the problem. Here's what I'm trying to make happen. Then you're not actually writing. You're just talking
1: about what you're going to write. Yes. And I feel like part of the problem, too, is because we're both that way, it's like we'll start talking about something, and then we both are like, ooh, actually, and we and just then like we get, get really into it. And then we it. start talking
0: about dicks again. and like Always dicks. <laughs> always dicks. For different reasons, I think. It's
1: funny that for two people who, like, out of the, like, ratio between the two of us of, like, liking dicks. Like, yeah, dicks, what? pretty low on the scale in general. Yeah. Ew!
0: Ew.
1: I hate that I fucking said that. <laughs> Bro, bleep out that I said that. It was weird. <laughs> I don't like it. Bleep it's it out. No one will know what I said. It's too late. It's, it's happened. I know. I hate that I said that. <laughs> I fucking hate it. I hate the word pussy. Hate it with a passion. It's gross sounding. It is gross sounding. It's like very visceral.
0: Yeah, it's it's not a
1: great word. It's not. I hate it. Um, I I never say that word. I don't know why I said it now. Sometimes it happens. (laughs) It's like me many,
0: many years ago, by which I mean months, getting lost. (laughs) Getting lost and like, like losing all of the words that I've had and just like ending up on the word coochie. Cause I was like, I can't think. I'm not present mentally and I'm the all of all of them are gone. Everything that I've ever known is gone from my brain. And so I'm I, I can't think of the word vulva. I can't think of the word cunt. I can't think of the word in any other word that I would normally be more more accepting of saying. All of those are gone. And so I'm just going to say coochie.
1: <laughs> Hate that.
0: I hate it for me, but oh, it good. happened and we just have to move on.
1: <laughs> anyway, let's stop <laughs> talking about dicks and cunt. Yes. Uh, we, were talk about, let's. we were gonna talk about writing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because we are we have two specific topics that we're gonna talk about. Probably. And Hopefully. many more, I'm sure. Oh yeah. Because we cannot stay on topic to save our best. No, 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 no. Um uh, but we are both are writers and yes. have been like lifelong writers. Yeah. And um We both are actively engaged in the process of writing a novel right now. Yes. Um, And we were talking about this the other day, because obviously, like, and we're the... uh, Like, I don't know anyone else besides you that really writes a lot.
0: I know. I don't even... I don't really either. I've known... I know (coughs) a lot of people who have written. I know a lot of people who have, like, like, started something and, like, kind of abandoned it after a while or lost interest or whatever it is. Um... In college, it seemed like several people that I knew were trying to write novels, and it, and it just didn't kind of pan out.
1: Yeah. Because um, it's kind of a hard, it's a hard thing to do. It is a very hard thing to do. And I know, like, Ro writes fan fiction. Sure. But I think that's a more, like, off-and-on hobby of, like, yeah. you know, when I've got an idea or whatever, like, I will. It's a very different format as it's, well. Yeah, writing fan fiction is very different. Not, like, lesser, just... No, just a different, different format. Yeah. It's a
0: very different format.
1: Yeah. And I definitely, like, I have written fan fiction and I have written novels in the format of like a wet pad like mm. like publishing in segments yeah, and yeah, I definitely yeah. prefer that in terms of like the ease of the flow of it is a yeah. lot easier when there's kind of structure of like I'm gonna like write and upload just a certain portion mm-hmm. and then like kind of keep going it's as, kind like, of go. like episodic writing it, it makes it easier yeah to like get one section at a time done yeah but also it makes it harder to like keep the flow of the continuity going yeah um, and then we're also going to talk about writing pet peeves. Yes, because we were talking about this the other day, and I have I wrote down the ones that we talked about. So oh, good, I have the I'm
0: you know how terrible I am about remembering things that I've said before.
1: Yes, <laughs> I, I wrote it. them down yeah we I were having like a very passionate discussion about what of the other night that i'll bring up what Ooh. were you gonna say oh i was just gonna say i also
0: love because we we the,
1: the things that we write are very different yes and i love that for us yes sarah writes like high fantasy like high to low fantasy like you know very like artsy creative like yeah. these like very beautiful like descriptive scenes oh, and i write you. porn yeah <laughs> exclusively porn
0: yeah And it's just very funny.
1: (laughs) It's very, very funny. It's a very funny combination. We'll be going back and forth. Yeah, I was talking about like you know this like super idyllic town and like what's the best way to describe this like like this bird crowing as the yeah. sun rises over the mountain yes. and I'm like alright, what's what's the best way I'm like, to I'm say I'm trying it? to
0: figure out cuz like they they've been doing they
1: like we, we we've been
0: like up against the door and like doing heavy petting now we're moving into this but I really don't want to just do like maybe they should do, like should we go the anal route or should we go a little bit
1: more like dummy mommy play like <laughs> like what are we going to do here? There was, in the aforementioned from, like, I think two episodes ago, we were talking about that night where I wrote, like, five chapters yeah. in one night. <laughs> yeah. There was once this big part where I was going back, and this is like, before Sarah had gone to bed, because yeah. this is the part that I was stuck on for so long, is this chapter where I decided there was going to be a threesome. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, I, I'm trying to figure out, like, what should happen in this threesome, mm-hmm. because it was, like, a kind of a, u- well, not unique, it's the situation of a lot of threesomes, which is, like the woman is with both of the men but those two men are not with each other yes and so it's like trying to make the dynamic feel normal and natural Mm -hmm. without that very typical like why choose romance trope of like the men are only focusing on her yeah and it's like because that's not what i wanted either that was not the vibe that i preferred. and so i was like how do i make it feel normal and natural to, for them to not really be engaging with each other, but also to not, not be a weird, like, no-homo situation. For them to situation. be,
0: like, fine that the situation's happening, for them to be, like, comfortable and okay, if, like, like to be, like, essentially to be open. Yeah. So, like, let's see what happens. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't know what happened there. <laughs> I think both of our brains simultaneously stopped working. <laughs> We just did a hard reset. <laughs> there was, there was not like the thing that was happening that you guys couldn't see. We literally no. just stopped and like <laughs> just... made eye contact for like a couple of seconds. It was very weird. <laughs> oh my, oh god. my god! I forgot what we were talking about. Was the problem? <laughs> we were talking. About... I forgot how we
0: got on that, which we, is were we both about... write
1: very different styles. of Yes, Friday.
0: and one you were talking about the the struggles that you were having writing that scene. Yeah. Um, I don't really know where you were going with that.
1: Oh, but. I was just talking about, like, it was very funny that I was like, yeah. okay, Sarah, like, what should be the dynamic of, should it be, like, a DP scene, or, mm-hmm. like, and oh, got- Sarah's over here, like, all right, so I have this one character, and, like, I also have this other character who's, like, a cult leader, and, like, yeah. I want to make sure. <laughs> I want to make sure that it reads. That it reads the right way, and she has, like, all of these, um, like, was talking about coming up with names for all of the characters. And because it's like a fantasy novel, like obviously they have like fantasy ish names. Yes. But also not in the vibe of like, I'm just gonna give every character the most absurd name you've yeah. ever heard. I'm trying, my, my, I'm taking the
0: naming of my characters very seriously because I have always, for like, I've been writing this novel for a very long time. But from the outset, I knew that I wanted it to have. A, a like a kind of underlying vibe of multiculturalism.
1: Yes. I didn't
0: want all of the characters to feel the same, sound the same, look the same, and I wanted it to I wanted to, you know, hopefully in the way that they're written and in the way that like things are like called and things like that give give that to the reader as well because like the tendency especially if things are like not explicitly like describe to you the tendency is for a reader to envision all of the characters <coughs> as what is the most normal for the reader, as what is the most familiar and like average to the reader, that's what they're going to envision. Yeah. And I wanted to really try to give an an idea and a kind of a feel of like there's there's a whole world and there's lots of different people in it and they all they're they're all a little different and that's a that's a good thing and yeah. that's kind of fun and not not to make that the point of the book or to like because I don't think that that's a, I don't think that that's my place my experiences in life have not equipped me to handle approaching multiculturalism as like a like a really heavy theme yeah that is not my place but no. but I wanted it to come across in at, in at the very least for the reader to understand, like this cast is not all white. Yeah,
1: it's like a it's like a low fantasy novel, so it's like yeah. a realistic world, and in a realistic world, yeah, you're gonna have different cultural groups. Yeah, because people and are s- gonna clump together based on like
0: similarities that they have. Right, and so it's like all of the characters from this area have this kind of name, and all of the characters from this area have a different kind of name, and they have different sounds that that indicate like different cultural backgrounds. Um, so I didn't want to just smash like syllables together and say this this works, this is good. Uh, well there's nothing wrong with that. I love the I love the like keyboard smash names of many high fantasy novels. they're fun. Yes, but that was not the vibe I was going for. And so I'm taking the naming conventions very, very seriously and I think that very few people. <laughs> really get why i'm doing that yeah we've
1: had i understand we've had I very lengthy it. conversations about like the conventions of certain names and like you know should people have last names and like yeah you know does it make sense for this and for that and like okay i want this character to like have this kind of name and blah blah blah, blah. and then i'm over here and i'm like right, how do i describe a penis without it being gross yeah. <laughs> because i don't believe that there's a way to describe a penis without it being gross there's really not but i'm you know yeah not the right person to really That's okay. How about a picture? There are some uh, like, and that truly—that was
0: one of the funniest things to me—is like, like learning that some people genuinely find penises like enticing. And I'm we like,
1: had a conversation about this the other day because yeah. Sarah said that to me multiple times about like, I truly think that nobody thinks that penises are like attractive or is like yeah. attracted to that part of a person's body as part of the attraction. Yeah. And then I was like, I don't think that that's true. But I also don't, like, I don't like them. Yes. So I, for a while I was like, sure. And yeah. then I was like, oh, that's because I'm gay.
0: But I've, I've, like, talked to many a person who is not gay. Who is, like, also <laughs> says, like, no, penises are gross and they look like weird aliens. And I'm like, right. We all agree.
1: Yeah. And then I but asked then, a different group of people <laughs> and everyone was like, that's not true. No. Nope. Apparently some people
0: are, like, really into them. For the sake of the penis, maybe the like, people
1: that you're talking to
0: are gay, But <laughs> well, they just don't. know. And I, I should have, I should have thought about this <laughs> ahead of time, because the people that I was talking about, the people that I was talking to, probably were number one. Some of them were Daniel, who's a straight man. Yeah. So he's not going to like them. No. Um, and some of those people were like really like sheltered. Oh my god! Christian homeschool people who are just kind of raised out by the idea of sex in general and are trying not to be, but are like definitely
1: like sex averse in general. Well, that's kind of the I think that's kind of the like underlying truth that we landed upon was like the difference between these two categories of people was like the people that generally thought that they were gross was people that were raised that way. It's like yes. very conservative, very you don't talk about sex, we don't really even talk about bodies. Like yeah, we don't like talk that. About was like, a
0: dirty body That's heart. like
1: yeah, that's like a part of a person that you don't talk or think about. And then the other group of people was people that didn't really grow up that way and had much. Like, earlier exposure to, like, anatomy, and body parts, and, and sex, and, sex and porn, positivity and, positivity
0: like, toward those Yeah, topics, and so it's, of. like,
1: less, oh, that's gross, because you weren't raised to think it was gross. Yeah.
0: Because I also realized, like, I'm not, like, a particularly excited by the idea of vulva, either. Like, that's not, like, a pretty thing. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, but I know there are some people who do think that, so I guess it's just me and, like, internalized like, negative, like, <laughs> yeah, negative, like, related, like, don't relate, like part of yeah, body. so that's, that's really all yeah. that is. Because
1: I don't, I wouldn't, like, sit there, like, I'm not the same way that they will romance up with something. Will be like, she has such a pretty pussy, like, and then yeah. describe it, and be like, it's so beautiful. Definitely, no, I don't no. think that they're, like, aesthetic, but I definitely would say that I'm attracted to that part of a person's body mm-hmm. in a way that I do not feel about penises. Yeah. So, like, definitely that's a piece of the attraction interesting
0: i think from yeah i think for me i definitely probably still have some like internalized like
1: just like, general yeah. like,
0: body negativity to work through in that regard because it's 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 more of like that's it's it's not that that's like it's not that it's like averse it's not that i'm like Ugh, no i don't want to think about that part of the body but it's just like that's really not part of it for me yeah that's just not part of it and like the rest of the body totally is
1: yeah but that's not I feel like it has to do with like when you sort of start having your like sexual awakening and becoming aware of like being attracted to if that's not like a part of the body that you're really familiar with and you like develop your sense of sexuality what you're attracted to and it's like I don't really know anything like that much about that part of the body yeah then you wouldn't But, like, I had my sexual awakening much later. Mm -hmm. And I, like... And it was, like, around... A lot of it was around this, like... As I'm becoming more educated, I'm more aware of these things. And I'm like, okay, I'm understanding, like... You know, sexuality and attraction and all these things. Yeah. And so I think it was less part of it for me to, like, not know about it. Because I was becoming, like, more sexually aware at the same time as I'm, like, learning all of this, like, body positivity and about my anatomy and other people's anatomy and all those things. And so, like, that was, like integral in the pieces of, like, learning about my attraction. That makes sense.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But,
1: yeah. Anyway. That's... <laughs> it's I don't been know. 20 minutes and we have not talking about writing at uh, all. Well, we talked about it. A bit. A bit. <laughs> Besides dicks and... Penises and high fantasy. I'll well,
0: I'll t- I'll say this then. I will say this. So we were t- you were saying earlier, uh, like just like uh, the differences in what we write. Yes. Um, and it is I like
1: move my foot, Pepper. she's she so fallen asleep on my, my foot. God, she's so cute. She's yeah. She's like right on the floor in front of us on the couch. She's like, like can't Just passed out, which is great. She's so good, and we've gotten so much done. Yeah.
0: Um, but I, I genuinely did, like, you, you use the example of, like, how am I going to describe this, like, bird column? Like, I actually did spend probably, like, close to 20 minutes just trying to write one sentence yes. because I really wanted the introduction to this, this new paragraph to have a certain feel and to communicate a certain thing. And in order to do that, I needed to figure out a new word for cock doodle doo.
1: <laughs> and I don't remember the whole sentence It was like something about something I Like, did, sung a lilting melody or something like that It, it sounded very nice Thank
0: you, I appreciate that I really do enjoy um, And I've always enjoyed I, 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 only, I just love words Yes And if I can make words sound A certain way If I can make them sound pleasant I want them to I want. I like, I've always loved and this is I, the reason I write this way is because this is like the this is the kind of writing that I grew up with. I like I read a lot of Tolkien, and I've read a lot of like all a lot of those like very like almost like poetic prose kind of books. Yeah, I really love the way that words can paint a picture, and so that's kind of what I tried to
1: do. I think it's funny because I think we both have that very shared love. And the way that it's manifested is so funny. It's so, is you're yeah. like describing this like very beautiful, vivid scenery. And I feel that same way, but it's always about sex scenes. Like, what is the best way that I can describe this in a way that's not nasty? Because yeah. I feel like people can very easily describe sex scenes and make them kind of nasty. Yeah. Or be like, ugh. Yeah, or beautiful. like there's too much focus on like bodily fluids, yeah. which is like the or gross just, like, part of sex. Yeah. As, as we've said many times before, sex
0: is kind of messy and a little gross. But like, it, when you're in it, it's not. Yeah. And you just have to like, yeah, the, I, I can, there is definitely an art form to capturing the feeling, like the the like the energy and feeling of being in that moment and describing th- what's going on in such a way that it is enticing and not like visceral and-
1: Yeah. I want people yeah. to read it and be like, that's hot and got like, Ick. yeah. And, uh, like, I feel like there's a lot to it of, like, A, making sure that everything you're describing makes sense because bodies can only move so many ways. Yes. And I feel like a lot of people will describe scenes where you're, like, literally how are they sitting in that position? Like, that's not how bodies work. You can't be, like, both backward and forward and your arm is here and also here and and here. You only have two arms. You only have the two. And you have to, if someone's changed positions, you have to describe that they've changed positions. Oh, so they're not also just in a different position and you're like, "Wait, I thought they were this that, way and now they're this way." Well, we'll talk we
0: we'll, we'll, I can elaborate on this a little bit later because I don't want to get off topic. Yes. Like, I don't want to like yeah, but yes. that is one of my
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes.
0: Yeah, I did find the sentence by the way. Oh, please do. Um, a songbird warbled a lilting tune, a sweet good morning rudely interrupted by the cry of an enthusiastic rooster.
1: I love that I love that sentence. It's so you. good. Thank you. We, we had a really long part, conversation about that. We sentence. really did. It was. It was involved. It was involved. Okay, I'm gonna blow my nose again. Oh, I hate being sick. sick. It's, it's so inconvenient.
0: It is inconvenient. Being that's sick like is truly the, the worst. About. It's.
1: It's just inconvenient.
0: Yeah, gotta go into the other room. That's. That's. Yeah, that's been the one. The one issue today is we're getting so much done. We're like this is. This has been a lovely recording session, but yeah. It's not fun to be sick. I'm impressed with how well my voice is holding up.
1: I am also impressed with how my... well my voice is holding up. <laughs> because I was... yesterday I did not have one. Oh. For the first couple hours of the day. No. And then it was, like, pretty froggy all day, but I was alone in yeah. the house, so it was, like, I wasn't doing a lot of talking. But I was sitting Bryce, <laughs> laryngitis updates, because... For, there was, like, a long period of time where I had, like, no voice. I found it horrible. Aww. And then yesterday, I was supposed to hang out with Ro while they were in town. Oh, yeah. And I had to cancel on them because I just, like, really was not feeling well. And oh, that's I, so sad. And for, like, most of the day, I, like, did not have a voice at all. That and I was, just... like, this is going to be irreparably damaged Trudgy. if I am trying to, like, talk and yeah. use my voice at all. And thankfully, it did get better as I, like, you know, sat and was, like, very quiet. Yeah. So... And then when I woke up this morning, it was, like, pretty significantly better. But... That was good. Yeah, I said, I said a video yesterday, and I can only whisper. <laughs> That's so sad. <coughs> I know, I like to talk way too much Yeah, but to not be able to talk. I
0: hate losing my voice. I feel like a grounded bird. It's I, so annoying. It's, it's so annoying. annoying. I'm like, I just have so much to say, and I can't say it. I have so many thoughts. I have so many thoughts. I need to share them. Oh, my God. I can't live in my head. I can't. No. It's not, it's not nice there. It's not hospitable. <laughs> That's so sad. It's, uh, oh my god! I always think of the the um oh what's it called? I don't know. What's the from from the Princess Bride? And they go into the forest, and the forest is called something like I can't think of what it's called. Oh now. my god, I don't remember. But they're like she's like oh we'll never survive nonsense. You're just saying that because no one ever has. <laughs> it's,
1: it's yeah, like, I know what you're talking about. I don't, I do not particularly love The Princess Bride. Oh, really? I do not. Hmm. Well, I feel like all gay people love The Princess Bride, and I just I, don't. It's like a cult classic. It's like so good. It is a cult classic. It's not that I don't like it, I just don't, I'm not, I don't find it particularly enjoyable.
0: That's totally fair. I think for me, it was like a hyper fixation at one point in my life, and so now it's just like in there uh-huh. forever. Um, but yeah, that's what I feel like when. <laughs> That's what I feel like when I lose my voice. I'm just, like, in this forest, and it's dark and dank, and it's like, I don't look... <laughs> and they're of some unusual
1: size. Yes, exactly. I'm like, I don't want to be here anymore. What a strange <laughs> metaphor. <laughs> you, like, got off Topcom. Of. Yeah. Okay, well, let's talk about one thing that we wanted to discuss, which yeah. is riding pet peeves. Writerly ix Writerly ix And the one that started this whole thing was when you're trying to look something up at the thesaurus... Either because you have a word in your mind yes. and you can't remember what it is, yes. or because you know there has to be a word yes. that, like, describes this exact context mm-hmm. and situation. I know there has to be one, and I just don't know what it is. Or, I've already used another word that was similar, and mm-hmm. I can't use it again, so I need, like, a, like a synonym, and they, and the, the source does not have, because, you know, usually they'll categorize, like... Different uses of a word, and they'll have like synonyms for each kind yeah, of. Yeah, and they'll the have it like
0: synonyms for like the noun version versus the verb, and like yeah, all of the things. But
1: they won't have like a very specific contextual use of the yes. word where it's like, oh, I want a word that means this, and you know that that word can be used that way. It is, but the thesaurus will not have that use of the word as an option. Yes, and so there won't be any synonyms for like the way you want to use the word. The worst is when you find one where it's like it'll be like a hundred
0: words to describe x and you're like surely in a pool of a hundred words to describe this this thing yeah i will find one that that fits that works because that was another thing as like i have that problem all the time and i know we like we we talked about it with the rooster thing because i was trying to figure i was like i need something that that is, that is a word for cocks crow. Yeah. But I don't want to say cocks crow. And I don't want to say call. And I ended. Up, I think I ended up saying cry. I just read it earlier. I don't yes, remember. Yeah. But I was like, I just don't want to say And I was like looking for this. But I also like, even when I, like the very first sentence that I wrote, I had such a hard time because I was trying to describe, and you will remember this. I was trying to describe the idea of, this this place, this village being in the shadow of a mountain. Okay. But I didn't want the mountain to feel foreboding or looming in any way. I wanted it to be more like, 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 protective, like protective. Yeah, it's, it's a protective mountain and it's a nurturing mountain and it like shields them. But it's like how? What is the thing that I can say? And I think we ended up on shade, like a shade tree. A shade tree is a nice thing, and it's being in shadow without being in a like a dark, yeah, frightening place. But it just took forever, and I was on. I was like trying to figure. I was like, do I need to go metaphorical with this? Do I need to figure out like, like I was like I was like on a thing where it was like, here's a hundred words to describe your dad. Because I was like thinking, I was like, okay, can I go metaphorical with this? Where it's like the mountain is kind of like a fatherly figure and like go that way because like that's like a protective force and kind of thing. And I was like, I was all over the place trying to figure out how to describe this and just could not come up with the right word. And that is like the most miserable experience where you'll be on the thesaurus and it's like, here's all these different words, but there will be like just not a single one of them is the one you need. And it's like, how is this possible? It's
1: so it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. I hate it. I looked it up because I remember that this, when you told me that, I was like, oh my god, that just happened to me. And I don't remember the word that I was looking for. I don't remember what I used. Mm-hmm. But I was trying to find a word that describes, like, something that's, like, I think it was a person is the problem. I was trying to describe oh. a person that was, like, you know, like, attainable, but not, like, to be attained, but, like, kind of relatable, yeah. or, like, you know, like, down-to-earth, like, ach- you know, like, that, that like, sort of vibe. Yeah. Like but I kept casually st- hot. Yeah. yeah. But I was trying to describe words like average and attainable and find, like, synonyms, Yeah. but none of them were, like, the exact context uh. of the word I was looking for. I don't remember what I ended up saying.
0: That one's awful, too, because that's such a subjective, kind of
1: culturally-specific sort of verbiage. Yeah. And it's like, how do you... Oh. <laughs> And I think Bless I had... Me. oh I think that was one of the times where I had a word in my mind and I couldn't remember it. Yeah. So, I'm like, if I just see it, I'll remember... Like, I'll know exactly what it is. Yeah. And I just, like, none of them were getting the right context to get me to that word.
0: That's my favorite thing. Is like, that's such a universal writing experience of, like, you know, like, not remembering what word you're trying to look for or not having the word. And, like, I remember seeing something... Years ago, that was like a like if you're having this experience, there is this website that will help you find the word you're looking for. Yeah. By describing like the kind of thing and like like trying like trying to get at the word, and it'll help you find it. And it was like gave the the um gave the example of like if you're trying to find like like a shadow, but not a shadow. It's like a silhouette, uh-huh. and it was like <laughs> like things like that. Where it was like. There's a whole website devoted to helping with this problem, and I wish I could remember what the website was. But
1: <laughs> <laughs> my also least favorite, which is like slightly tangential, is trying to find a book that you've read based mm. only on like loose plot descriptions but you're like I remember this kind of happened and you try to like google like what was this thing that now happened? I in this read book? It again? Yes. I remember I've had two experiences with that that are very specific. One was I did find the book eventually. That's good. Um and it was this book I read in middle school called Chasing Vermeer. And it's like these children that are trying to solve this mystery Ooh. that's like tied up with this famous Vermeer painting. Um and then the other one was a book I still have not found. I believe it was a wet pad book. Oh! But I don't remember. I'm pretty sure, but I don't remember for sure. Yeah. And I only remember one specific scene from the book. <laughs> and it's like trying to describe that is like so it's difficult. so miserable. That is. Can I tell
0: you? So I've had this experience multiple times throughout my life. Um, not with a book, but with a su- with a show, with a series that I watched when I was, like, a kid. Oh, my God. Or that
1: time we were trying to remember the show Home Fires, and we spent, yeah. like, two days trying to Google it, because you couldn't remember what it was. <laughs> and we were like, it's something And you were trying to describe fire. it to your sister, and she was like, like I don't know what you're talking about, Sarah, yeah, because like, we were like, the one who told me we about We didn't it. remember yeah. enough of the details for yeah. it to be, like, obviously identifiable.
0: Yeah. But, yeah, there was a there was a show that I watched growing up that was, like, a PBS show, I think. But, like, for years, I was like, did I dream this show? Did you figure out what it was? I did. And I keep doing this where I've done it several times where I'll have to, like, I'll Will figure out what, what it, it was. Is? And then I'll forget the title that you I know. find. And so I had to, like, look up by context clues this show multiple times. It's like a, like, stopped airing in, like, the mid-2000s. What kind show of. is it? I'm not going to remember the title. <laughs> Describe it but it's But it's a show where these, these there's a, it's a brother and sister... And it's, like, one of those shows that's meant to teach you about, like, history and science through, uh-huh. like, a fun story. Yeah. But it's, like, like, this brother and sister, and their dad is, like, a scientist. And he somehow, like, gets, like, zapped in a time machine. And they have to go find him, and he's, like, lost in time. Oh, my
1: God! I know what you're talking about! Yeah. I don't remember what it's called! I don't remember what it's called! But,
0: I, but the thing is, too, the, the worst thing is, for the longest time, I could only ever remember, like, the vague premise and this one scene from oh, no. one episode where they're in ancient Egypt and like because exactly the about. thing is they get zapped back in time but then they take the place of some like historical figure and so they like get zapped back in time to ancient Egypt and the brother is in the in the place of like the pharaoh and they're talking about how like okay this is your wife but it's also your sister because it was ancient Egypt and he's like whoa and they have this whole thing um and I don't remember anything else about it other than, like, there's this weird scene where he, like, has a very odd reaction to being told that he just kissed his, like, his, like, ancient Egyptian sister. <laughs> it's a very weird scene. <laughs> it's a really weird scene. Um, uh, <laughs> on a show on PBS <laughs> from the
1: early 2000s. I'm desperately trying to find this that Ro doesn't have to message us yeah, later Yeah for like, real The amount of times That we record an episode we're talking about Like something we don't remember Yeah And Ro is like text us later it's Just like this. guys It was this And we're like No we're the, so
0: stupid The worst thing is like wh- Listening back to the podcast Later After we have totally forgotten
1: What we're talking about Or at least I have Is and it then... Xavier Riddle I don't think so <laughs> The series involves Xavier Riddle With his sister Yadina And their friends Brad and Burby Oh
0: no No definitely not that
1: uh uh-uh. no, I'm so mad. I'm trying to was it time warp trio? Maybe. God damn
0: it! I I feel like I would know it if I saw the characters.
1: Oh um, my god! But yeah,
0: that's definitely. Hang on, let's pause this and figure it out. We want, We need to. This is gonna yeah. drive you nuts. We don't know.
1: All right, we figured it out. All right, it's been so many minutes. It's been minutes. It's been so long. <laughs> but we. It's it's a show called MythQuest from like yes. 2001. Yeah. And the episode is called Isis and Osiris. Yeah. And it is the exact thing that Sarah described. It took so much Googling. It, well, because and it's took so, and this is the thing that keeps happening,
0: is like I'll find it and then and then when I go to find it again, I'm like, that can't be it.
1: Well now it's documented forever. So now next it is time you just be like, like let me go find one. We didn't this? just title this podcast episode Myth Quest I <laughs> <laughs> sit on Cyrus. So that you don't even have to like open the episode, it's just like, Oh, there it Perfect. is. Perfect. Yeah. so funny. This is, yeah. Oh so we gosh. got very off topic. Anyway, very off topic. back so to yeah. the
0: pet peeves that we wrote down. What is it that we were talking about earlier that I was like, ooh, we'll come back to that. But that's a pet peeve. I don't <laughs> know. You didn't say what it was. I should have. I'm, I'm, I'm special. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, well, I know another goodness. thing that we talked about was people that give terrible feedback. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I think we both have people in our lives that give kind of bad feedback. And it's the thing, and that is not the failing on the part of that person. No. You really have to be, like, a fellow, like, fiction writer. Because there's also a giant difference between writing fiction and writing, like, academic papers or nonfiction or, like, you know, like, legal documents or whatever. Like, that's very different. Yes. And you really have to be someone who engages with a lot of fiction to also be able to give really good, like, feedback on a piece of fiction. yeah, And I think you also... It takes... I don't
0: know what it is, but it takes a certain... Because, like, you can even, like, read a great deal of fiction. Because, like, I, I I, will say this. I will give this example, Daniel. And I'm not throwing him under, under the bus. I'm not, like, saying this is, like, a bad thing. Yeah. Because, it like, it comes and goes. Like, sometimes he'll give very, very good feedback. And other times, it's just missing the mark. And he reads a lot of fiction. Yeah. And I think it it's it, it depends on like the kind of fiction you engage in, or like sometimes like sometimes it's just like he will get stuck on like one detail, and think that that is the detail that he needs to like like really pay attention to, and you're like no 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 please I need help with this other part, and he's like but I'm gonna really focus it on this detail. Yeah. And so, like, it can be any number of things, whether it is that you, like, just don't engage with fiction, or that you're, like, that, like, your particular experience with fiction has caused you to, like, focus in on, like, something. And it's, like, as the author, you're like, that is not what I'm looking for, and I need something else. And I don't know how to say that to
1: you. And as we've talked about this the other day, because sometimes part of the problem is, like, I know in my head, like, the idea or the vibe that I'm going for, and I don't know how to, like, put it into concrete terms. Yes. And so you need to, like, talk to someone or get someone's feedback. And sometimes if that person is not landing on the exact same idea as you, it's like, no, that's not it. I don't know what it is, but But it's not that. I know it's that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Which can be (coughs) very... And I know it's very frustrating (coughs) for the other person because, of course, they're, like, trying to help and you keep saying, like, no, 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 no. It's not that. that." I don't know how
1: to tell you what it is, but it's not that.
0: Yeah. Which, like, I understand why that's frustrating. But, yeah, it is very, very much... The worst ones, and again, no no shade, no hate, but the worst ones are when you're like, hey, what do you think of this? And then they come back like hours later and they're like, it's good. Yeah. And you're like, and? And they're like, I liked it. Yeah. And I'm like, please tell me something else. (laughs) <laughs> I know.
1: Br- Bryce is that. And he, again, does not mean, like, he's no. being helpful, as helpful as he can. Yeah. But he does not engage with a lot of fiction at all. He does not write fiction at all. He, like, has a very specific skill in, like, academic and, like, formal legal, kind of Yeah, like, yeah. legal prose. So much more than I do. Uh, but then it's like, so he'll read it, and it's like, he doesn't really know what it should and shouldn't be. Yeah. And so, unless something is, like, glaringly bad, or, yeah. like, it's just, like, awfully written, yeah. he's like, what's fine? Because he doesn't, like, that's all he knows. It's like, it's either okay or it's not okay. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, I appreciate any feedback he's willing to give. And sometimes if I can ask a really specific question, he could give me feedback because he knows what he's looking for. Yes. But if it's like, I am stuck on this and I don't really know what to do, or, like, here's this piece, I'm not sure how I feel about it, can you just give me some general feedback? Yeah. He doesn't really know, like, what kind of feedback I'm looking for because he's never looked for that kind of feedback himself. And so it's like... It's hard to know unless you've been in that person's shoes. Yeah. So it's like, usually we will go to each other because it's like, you know, we both like read similar times. We write similarly, like not the same types of books, but like we think and kind of write similarly. Yeah. And we have similar processes. Yeah. So sometimes it's easier to be like, okay, I would be looking for X kind of feedback. Yeah. And it typically is the same kind of feedback that we're looking
0: for. And we also have both generally... Like relatively varied experiences with fiction, a lot of people will find, and we have too to a degree, a lot of people will find like the kind of fiction they like, and they stick to that genre or like yeah. its subgenres, and they don't really vary from that, and that's totally fine. And you know, to like most of what you read, all of what you read at this point really is porn, and that's great.
1: Sometimes I definitely read like still sub variety, <laughs> yeah, some- but
0: yeah. But, yeah, but, like, that's generally the things that you like to read are, like, adult romance novels. Yeah. And that's lovely. Um, I generally gravitate toward YA high fantasy fiction. Uh And I don't tend to stray out of that. I prefer that. But I also, like, I'll read other things. So, yeah, it's just, it's, we have, we both have, like, like, a wide range of experience with yeah. with different genres and I think that helps as well.
1: Yeah, I've read pretty much every, especially when I was younger I used mm. to read a lot more and then I kind of like hoed in on what I like. Yeah, But yeah, like I've read so much. Like I've read science fiction, I've read fantasy, like, you know, I've read like darker kind of like dark mm-hmm. fantasy or like dark romance yeah so like, i have a pretty wide variety of things that i have read before and especially being in the book club was really helpful because yeah everyone kind of has had different tastes mm-hmm. and so it was like you get exposed to a lot of different styles of book that you would never have picked out yeah absolutely. and whether you liked it or not you're getting exposed to like a different style of yeah genre. absolutely yep but yeah
0: I'm trying to think Cause like those are the big ones, really. When it's like when you're like stuck, and the thing that can get you unstuck is just not. It's working like some sort
1: of like a blob in your brain. Yeah, like, and you're like, I generally no. like I have a vague like shape of it, but not enough to like describe it or like communicate it to someone else who might be able to help me like make it more concrete.
0: Yeah, I think for me too. One of the one of the the pet peeves I have with myself, like the thing that like I get frustrated with myself for doing. Is I'll get very caught up in like making sure it sounds right. Like I want it to be the right words and sound the right way and like have the the message that I want it to convey and the feeling and like all of the like all of the different elements that I want it to convey. Um, and I'll get very caught up in that, which is like something that I enjoy. That's like like a hallmark of my writing style that I enjoy and I want to do well. But it makes it so difficult to like get momentum at this point cuz it's like i i need some i need to say cockscrow but not but not that and so i'm going to get caught on this one sentence for 20 minutes <laughs> when i could just like i could just write the first thing that comes to mind and come back later and edit it yeah but i find it so much harder to edit when there's something already on the page Like, I find it so much harder to, like... I find it hard to edit content. Editing for, like... Editing for, like, word choice or editing for, um, like, you know, like, general grammar or, like, you've said this really, like, several times already. Yeah. That sort of thing, that's not hard. But editing for, like, content and, like, the whole content of, like, this paragraph is just describing a sunrise, it's, like, that... Is so difficult. Yeah. So.
1: It's, and I think it's interesting, and I feel like a lot of this is when you have a background in literary criticism, Mm -hmm. which we both do. Like, we both have English literature degrees, and uh, in our specific school, a large portion of that practice was specifically literary criticism. (laughs) We're both sitting here, like, nicely smoothing out this blanket on my couch. It's like coming down from the top, and I want to make sure it doesn't come down. This is the, I have a cat blanket, which is. Right in the center of my couch. I have like a, a throw blanket that's like folded in half and draped over the center of the couch because yes. my cat's favorite spot to sit is like right in the crack of the two cushions. Yes. And he's very fluffy. And so I put the blanket here so I can just pick it up and like throw it in the wash and wash all the cat hair off. Yeah. Without having to lit roll my couch 15 times a day. It's smart. But then it's always like rumpled and messed up because he's always sitting on it. Yeah. Uh, but when you have a background in literary criticism, it is so hard to, like, write and engage with a piece of literature and not be like, this has to be, like, you know, Austen-level prose Mm -hmm. right off the bat. Because it's, like, that's you. It's so hard to not approach it with that very critical eye when it's, like, this is not done. This is not a final product. No one has looked at this but me. Yeah. Obviously, it's not going to be perfect, but it's so hard to not have that, like, very critical view of it. And not necessarily like, a tearing-apart way, but it's, like, it's, like, this perfecting way of, like, it has to be exactly this. And in my head, I know the exact feeling I want to evoke. Yeah. And I'm not there yet. Yeah. And so it's hard to not, like, sit there and just, like, dissect it over and over again until it's perfect. Yeah. Because it's, like, that is how you've been trained to engage the piece of literature. Absolutely. Well, and especially,
0: like, as an author with ADHD, it's, like, if I don't do this now, I'm I'm going to lose it. I'm going to forget. And like even like, if I can't do this now, I'm gonna lose the specific vibe that I was going for. I'm gonna forget the the very specific feeling that I want to evoke here. That I feel is important for this character or this scene or like, it's gonna foreshadow something later down the line or something like that. Um, Yeah, it's it's so difficult not to like. It's so difficult to like, just keep going. Uh-huh. Because if you keep going, it's not perfect. And then what if you can't come back and make it perfect later? Yeah, and it's terrible. It is
1: terrible. Yeah. What would you say as as a writer mm-hmm. is your like greatest strength mm-hmm. and your greatest like area of like attempted growth? Like, what are you focusing most on, like improving on?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think and. Uh, by by, I think this is what people tell me, and so this is what I'm like. I know that I'm good at this. My greatest strength as a writer is narration, and specifically, like scene setting, description. Uh-huh. Um, do you do you think that is your greatest strength? I I, I think I do. Yeah, and it's something I and I, I I I think it is my greatest strength because it is something that I genuinely enjoy. I have played a game with myself for many, many years, which I highly encourage anybody who is, you know, like of the creative bent to do is like, if you're on a, like a road trip, Uh um, especially, um, like looking outside the window at like what it is that you're seeing and trying to like narrate in your head, how would you describe this scene that you're seeing now Uh in a book? How would you set this scene? Yeah. And because when you're on a road trip, the scenery is constantly changing. And so there is movement to that scenery and to what, you, what it is that you're like experiencing in the world around you. And so I have always loved doing that. That's a little game that I play with myself. And so I have a lot of practice uh-huh. at scene setting and description and narration in that way. Um, and it is also something that I um, consume a lot of. So again, like, the the authors that I tend to gravitate towards, the authors that I really admire and appreciate, are authors like Tolkien and even Lewis to some degree. Those are two that I read a lot growing up and still read now that do a lot of scene setting, especially Tolkien. That's, like, his, the the biggest thing people have to say about Tolkien, especially if they don't read it, Mm -hmm. and if they've just, like, read one or two of his books, are, like, it's so slow to get going. Let's describe the eighth mountain now. And let's like, hey, this tree is very different from the last tree. And we'll describe why. Yes. And it's like, it's it's hyperbole. It's kind of, it's, it's not that detailed. But he does get very detailed in description. And that's something that I've always consumed, practiced, enjoyed. That is a strength that I have. Because um, I enjoy doing it. Yeah. Um, I think that uh, the area that I stand... To stand to to grow the most in and to gain the most benefit from growing in, is probably my character writing, and I have grown a lot in that in the last several years. Um, I think D and D has helped a lot with my character writing. Yeah. Um, but it's not there yet. It's not something that I'm like fully comfortable with yet, and that I feel confident in. Uh-huh. Um, so I think that's definitely the area of growth. The like the area of, with, with that stands for the greatest growth. Is my character writing for sure. That makes sense. Yeah, what about you?
1: I feel like I know that one of my particular strengths is writing sex scenes. Yes. I, for the same reason that you described, it's like it's very fun and engaging and entertaining to try to write very diverse sex scenes Mm -hmm. that represent like, you know, diverse activities and positions and, like, ways. Like, you can have sex so many different ways. So many ways. And I feel like especially, like, stereotypical romance books kind of portray, like, the few same positions and, like, activities, and that's kind of it. And that's fine. People enjoy having sex those ways. Yeah. They're they're popular. They're easy. Yeah. People enjoy having sex other ways. Mm -hmm. And there's so many ways that you can have sex. So I really enjoy trying to get, very diverse and creative. Like, my last novel... Um, I Specifically, there was two different, like, couple pairings that, mm. where the sex scenes were described. Um, and I tried very hard to, like, represent two very different dynamics between those two separate people. Because even though, like, you know, you're one person. Like, the main character, she gets with two separate people. Mm-hmm. And it's like, even though she's the same person, the way that your personality reacts with other people's personalities is going to create two very different dynamics. Yeah. And so I tried to really, like, play around with, like, the differences between how she interacts with the other two personalities and mm-hmm. the other two people, and also that every scene was a little bit different. Yeah. Because obviously, yeah, they're people. They're gonna have sex the same way sometimes. For sure. Of course. But when you're reading a book and it's highlighting only very specific interactions, like, you want to see that diversity and, like, different activities and, like, different positions and, like, getting creative and stuff like that. Yeah. And I really have fun, like, playing with that and trying to describe it in a way that's, like, you know, sexy and, like, you know, like, visceral and, like, you can understand the experience without it being, like, nasty Mm -hmm. or, like, you know, like, or that doesn't make sense or, like, whatever. Like, in a way where you can imagine that happening and be like, yeah, okay, like, I can imagine that. That would be cool. Um, And I really, like, have a lot of fun writing that way. I feel like the area I could stand to grow the most, and I'm really practicing that with this book, is writing characters that are a little bit unlikable sometimes. I feel like I yeah. have a tendency to always create characters that are, like, kind of like a perfect representation of a person, which I think is very common, especially, like, it, when you engage with a lot of, like, fan fiction and stuff like that. A lot of times that is what it is because it's, like, you know, a self-insert or whatever. It's, like, I'm writing this idealized scenario. Yeah. That's what I want it to be, you know, like, you write, like, grow up reading, like, oh, like, you know, this girl that's obviously, like, a self-insert of the author and Nick Jonas or whatever. Yeah. Or, like, whatever character. Yeah. And it's, like, obviously that's gonna be very idealized because it's someone's fantasy. Mm Mm-hmm. And that is common in sex also where it's, like, you're writing, like, this is someone's fantasy. Yeah. But for it to be a real relatable character, they have to have unlikable traits, yeah, or like moments of like, just ha- like making stupid decisions or yeah. being irritating or not getting along or whatever, yeah. And I feel like I tend to just not think about those kinds of moments, yeah. Well, and it's it that one
0: especially. That's a really good point, and it's that it's one that I think a lot of people struggle with because, especially, especially in in books where you want you want. Your heroes to be heroes. Yeah, you know, where in 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 situations where there is an antagonist, uh-huh. um, whether that yet whether the antagonist is like fully a villain or if it's just like an ex boyfriend or you know yeah. like whatever it is, when you when you have characters that are the quote unquote good guys and they are fighting against or you know whatever they're opposing the quote unquote bad guys. Uh-huh. You, you want there to be a distinction between, like, good guy behavior and bad guy behavior. Yeah. And there's, there, like, it's, it's, it's easy for nuance to get lost in that. And that is that is a very good point. That's a, definitely a skill yeah, that you have to build. It has to
1: be, like, it's developed. Yeah. But I feel like especially in a lot of romance novels, they will portray female-made characters specifically as, like, very annoying like, Mm -hmm. whiny or, like, clingy in, like, a way that I think is supposed to be romanticized, but it's, like, this is not balanced. This is, like, you know, you're being, like, obnoxious or expecting too much or whatever. Yeah. And so I think it's, like, I'm trying so hard to stay away from that, but it's, like, I don't make the characters human. Like, they have to be human. They have faults. Yeah. And my current book is a, like, enemies to lovers-ish. Like, it's not, they're not, like, enemies, but it's, like, you know, they don't really see eye to eye. They kind of disagree yeah, a lot. Yeah, definitely some, some tension. Yeah, there's, like, tension and conflict. And I found that I was, like, as I was kind of starting it, I was like, okay, well, he's an asshole, and he's, mm-hmm. like, wrong. And I was like, well, I don't want that to be the case. Like, yeah. I don't want it to be one of those where you're like, why would you like him? He's awful. If he's only awful, yeah, yeah. What, or, yeah, yeah. what is there to build a relationship on? So I was like, okay, let me try to lean it more towards, like, this is a misunderstanding, like a miscommunication. Mm-hmm. And they're both just very stubborn. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, well, they're both being very stubborn. And I was like, then realistically, as I'm writing this, if they're both being very stubborn, she also has to be a little bit wrong. Yeah. And I was like, and it was like, also they like clicked to me that I was like, I have been missing that as I was yeah. planning this up until this point where I was like, I was thinking that he's wrong.
0: Yeah.
1: And that she's not. And I'm like, you could both be a little bit wrong yeah, and that can... doesn't make you a bad person. Yeah. And like, you know, you're just... Not seeing the whole other person's perspective because it's like, I'm sure that I'm right. And you could both be right and wrong at the same time. Oh, absolutely. Where it's like, yeah, maybe you are right, but maybe there's also more to it that you're not seeing. Yeah. And trying to like hone in on that specifically, where it's like, they're both a little bit wrong and a little bit right. Yeah. But it's like they're so stubborn about it that they're not, that they're missing where, yeah, it's like, I'm missing where I could be like lacking Mm -hmm. something and still
0: I'm right. That's such a good point, and that's such a realistic. Portrayal of a conflict because that so many conflicts arise from we're both a little bit right about different parts of this, but I'm so focused on making the other person see that I'm right about this part of this, yeah, that I am not going to be open to seeing where I might be wrong, exactly or how they could be right, yeah, even even just like, yeah, that's very good. That is a, yeah, I like that's a. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but you know what I'm trying yeah, to say.
1: Yeah, I know what you're trying to say. <laughs> yeah, it's been very interesting, because I feel like my last book, and I, didn't, I don't think this is necessarily, like, a, a deficit 100%, was that the the partners were very, like, idealized versus... Like, there wasn't a lot of inter-conflict. No. And I think that that's fine, to some extent, because there's a lot of, like, third-act breakups that are so annoying. Where yeah. it's like, these people are, like, flawed to the point of being irritating. Yeah, it's miserable. It's miserable. And the, the main conflict in that book was, like, this the main character versus, like, her family and not versus the partners. And I think in that context, like, that's relatively fine. Like, they definitely could have, like, stand to have, like, some, like, flawedness. But also... And I think it it did work,
0: though, because, like, the whole, like, one of the major, like, internal conflicts for the main character was, like, like, feeling like every like, what she had known is the only way and, like, there's not gonna be a, there, like there's not going to be a situation where like you're just accepted. Yeah. And so having it be a little idealized and like not having a lot of those interpersonal co- it worked to drive home, drive home the point of there's a better way. And yeah. there's there's a there's a different kind of life I can lead and this is a like this is how a family is supposed to look like.
1: Yeah. It yeah. is a very it's a pretty like short like on the shorter end of a novel so it's like there isn't a lot of room for that sure like could there have been more depth added yes but do I think that someone's gonna read it and be like this is awful because these characters like don't have enough conflict probably not yeah but now that it's like I'm getting the opportunity to really play with that aspect of conflict yeah then I can kind of develop the skill of like how can I write flawed characters realistically where you don't hate them yeah but it's like yeah they are wrong and that's okay very good god That's the reason my voice is held up for three episodes I am I'm impressed.
0: Honestly, your voice is sounding better, I think. It's just that you've got more of the cough going on. Yeah, I love that. So movie. maybe that means it's getting cleared out. Like it's leaving your like I hope so. Your like throat area and is like moving elsewhere. Yeah, just
1: I want the infection to move to my lungs. That's There I want. you go.
0: That's that's what everybody wants. Yeah, it's yeah. Just yeah, like yeah. a little upper respiratory situation. Yeah, we love that. Yeah. We love a good upper respiratory. Yeah, we love a good upper <laughs> respiratory infection. It's great. Yeah. That feels like one of those things. Um, I think I told you about this. The one there was a TikTok I found that has just like lived rent free in my brain where somebody was like, Uh, I just heard the name something I don't remember what the name was, and they're like, I just thought it was so cute, like very Jendi nooch. And I was like, ah! That's the worst thing I hate that anyone's ever said, and now I can't get rid of it, it's just in there. And that feels like the same thing where it's like, you can make a disgusting, like, cutesy slang term out of upper respiratory infection. And it would be like that's not <laughs> Oh my god. But yeah. You yeah, that's I think that's something and maybe I that has that has inspired me a little bit to to look into some things because uh, like saying I need to get better at character writing is a very broad statement. Yeah. And I don't think I realized that up until now. um, Because there's so many different aspects to character writing and there's different aspects to just characters. Yeah. And I think that I, that's I'm realizing this as I'm speaking that I probably need to be more specific about like the things that I need to work on, like the skills that I need to build and like, what is good character writing because I'm never going to get there if I don't know what I'm aiming for.
1: Yeah. Well, what I was, I was telling you, because this is what kind of made me like start having that thought process, Yeah. is when I was looking up those templates. And I was telling Sarah oh, that before I started writing, yeah. I was looking up, because I was like, I want to have, like, a better outline of these characters. I did not do that last time, and it really was to my deficit in terms of, like, trying, A, just trying to remember things I already said about people, (laughs) and, like, establishing facts, and I forgot that they were Mm -hmm. true. Mm -hmm. Um, And then other times being like, I don't know what this person's motivation would be in this scene, because I really never established what their motivation was. Yeah. And so I was looking at, like, kind of a variety of templates for, like, character development, and picking out, like, the you know, factors on each one that I liked. Mm -hmm. And one of them was to talk about what is their strength? What is their weakness? What is their motivation? Like, what is it it that is, like, attracting them to the other characters? Like, what is the draw there? Like, that sort of thing that kind of made me think about those elements of, like, what would, yeah, what would be their weakness? What would be, like, where they're failing in this area? And how would that then impact the relationship these two people have, where, yeah, they may have really good complementary strengths but they may also have weaknesses that really, like, kind of highlight each other's weaknesses Mm -hmm. because they're similar. I feel like
0: that, like, the strengths and weaknesses is, uh, to me, a broadly more more, um, helpful set of questions than the, like, what does this character need versus what does the character want? Yeah. Because, like, that can be so deceiving and so tricky to, like, pinpoint because I think a lot of the time when people are saying what does the character want versus what do they need, it's in kind of, like, broad like philosophical terms and uh-huh. they're they're asking you to get at the character's like internal motivation of like what is it that's going to actually help them versus what is it that they think is going to help them or what they think they need uh-huh. um which like is a good thing to think about but if you're like especially like in a in a book like mine it's very goal oriented yeah they're, like the character what does the character want well they want to reach their goal what does the character need probably also to reach their goal. Yeah. And that doesn't really help you flesh out the character, but the idea of like what is what are their strengths? What are their weaknesses? Interview questions honestly could be really good. Yeah. <laughs> to be like what is what is who who is this character? And that like who the who the character is is so much more than like well what are they after? Cuz that like motivation is helpful but like in so many instances it's very straightforward as well and so it kind of like doesn't where you're like well what is it that they want what's their motivation well they're you know they're trying to make this sex club work or whatever and like and yeah. it's it kind of like that, that doesn't help me in this specific scene yeah. kind of thing
1: well like your wants and desires and needs can change Absolutely. but a lot of times your core strengths and weaknesses like you can improve in certain areas but like you're always gonna have like Faults. Yeah. Like that's you you can like improve and grow. Yeah. You're probably still gonna have some degree of like, you know, oh, I'm like stubborn to a fault. Yeah, maybe I can kinda learn to pick like battles. But like yeah. there's still gonna be times where I'm gonna fall back into like being really stubborn about something that uh, probably doesn't absolutely. matter. Like it you know, you're always gonna have little habits that yeah. it's like hard to break or like kind of inherent traits that aren't gonna Those are like. Just your, it's your hard to go boss. back on like deeply nurtured or like deeply natured traits.
0: Yep. I am always going to be a little bit of a brat. That's always I'm always going to be that. And <laughs> <laughs> I can I can mature and I can like make better decisions but at my core I'm always going to be a little petulant.
1: Yeah. That's just, <laughs> that's just who you are. Yeah. And so it's like yeah you know these few characters can like learn to develop this or that mm-hmm. but like still there's always going to be that like fixing point of like we tend to have conflict in this way because of yeah, these because of specific this weaknesses people we yeah. have, and so we can learn how to navigate around them. It's kind of like having anxiety or depression, where it's sure. like you can learn how to deal with that. You can learn coping strategies. You can like you know take medication, but you're always gonna have to be kind of careful and like watch out for the warning signs. And be like, okay, like I need to implement these yeah. like tactics to start like mitigating this you know depressive episode or like this sort of like anxious episode.
0: Yeah, you're well, always gonna I, I have can that. feel myself getting like overstimulated. I need to like remove myself from the situation. So that I don't blow up at somebody.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's like you're always gonna have to navigate around that even yeah. if you learn tools. So it's like, you know, these characters are always like gonna kind of have that. Yeah. And it I feel like it makes like more in depth people. That's very smart. That's very smart. I like that a lot. Very cool. Before we end the episode, I must point out, we never came back to whatever it was you said you were going to come back to at the beginning. No, we never did. And I don't even remember
0: what it was. Um, the so... sad thing is, I remember as you were saying it that I, I knew what you were talking yes, about. Yes, I I also, as I, I, I was saying it, anymore. I was like, this is obvious, which is why I didn't say it, because I was like, at the time, I was like, this is an obvious thing, and an obvious like segue, and so we'll just come back to that segue really quick. But then we forgot the segue.
1: Fuck. I feel like the only solution is we're gonna have to go back and listen to that part of the episode and then we'll, like tag on the end. We could. Or we could just leave it a mystery. <laughs> I, you know how upsetting that's gonna be it for is. anyone who listens? You know, you're so right. We we will stop and come right back we'll come once right we figured yeah. out what it was that Sarah meant to yes. talk about. Promise. Pinky promise. Okay, okay, okay. We, we're, we're, we're back. We have like re listened to like just 20 minutes of our own podcast. Hit the microphone. <laughs> Whatever. It's fine. This episode already, like, sucks. I remembered
0: what what it was that it was like, this is a great segue and this is a pet peeve that I have, is when you're reading, especially...
1: Oh my god, Romance.
0: Yes. It's really, it's just romance. When... The pacing of many a sex scene really throws me off and it, like, bothers me. And this is, like, less a, like, writing pet peeve and more like a... Like a reading pet peeve, I guess. Yeah. But it's that like, it's when like, there's no transition between like sex acts or like positions or anything like that. So you'll read one sentence, and it'll be like, okay, so this is where they're at. They're turned this way. I've got it. I've got the I've got the vision because the whole point of reading a sex scene is to like so that the like image of it in your head is like erotic. Yeah. That's the point. And then so they're like, okay, it's like, so they're described this way. Okay, so they're like, they're like front to back. Great. I know where we're at. And then suddenly in the next scene, it'll describe them a different way. And it'll describe like her boobs pressed up against his chest. And you're like, hold on. Her boobs are just pressed up against the door. Did they turn around? They didn't say anything. Where, where are they now? What's going on? And then it'll be like, and then the pillow. And you're like, I thought they were standing up. They didn't say. And you're like, what? Please describe the moving. That's part of it. And this is, and that's one of the things that like, I think a lot, I, I, I kind of feel like most sex scenes go too fast. Probably. And I think it's because they're, they're t- they are not describing a lot of the like momentum from one place to the next, Yeah. or from one act to the next. It's just like this one, now this one, rapid fire, let's go, hur- hurry it up. And it just keeps going, and you're like, this is, like, it's over and half a page, and you were spent half the time confused. It's just, it's a big pet peeve of mine. <laughs> and that's what I was gonna say.
1: Yeah. I feel like, especially when you get into, like, multiple, like, three-plus people.
0: Yes. Is what
1: really gets tricky, because it's like, yeah, you can absolutely, like, you know, people have or orgies, that sort of thing, all the time. All the time. It is entirely possible for that many people to have sex. But you have to be careful to make sure that, like, what you're describing it makes physical, spatial sense that, like, that many bodies yes. cannot be in the same spot at one time. what? No. So it's like, if you're, like, I remember specifically there was one scene where it was, like, describing, like, a DP situation, mm-hmm. which you can do in Probably. real life. You can absolutely do that. But you have to make sure that you're, like, you know, they, like, two people cannot be standing next to each other no. and penetrating the same person at the same time. Legs exist. Your hips and legs exist. Yes. And, like, you can't both be, like, angling in. Like, that's no. not... Someone has to be on the bottom and someone's on the top or, like, yeah. front to back or something like yes. that. Where it's, like, you can't be describing this in a way where it's, like, two bodies physically cannot fit in that space together. I remember having that same experience of being, like, this is... this
0: is. I can't figure out how all of these bodies are fitting when we were reading um, that one Academy.
1: Oh my God. Yes, 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 yes.
0: It was one of the like, last scenes. Fate Hollow Academy. Fate no. Hollow Academy. And I remember it was like one of the like big orgy scenes. Where yeah, it was like one like, like, the... right towards the end. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, <laughs> how? How? Because it was all like, like one of them, I, I remember specifically one of them was described as having like a dick the size of her forearm. And I was like, first of all, No. Yeah it's not what? cool But like it was like how is this massive guy Here And there's also two other guys here And I was like that cannot be Yeah
1: There's no space for that It's always orgy scenes is the problem, Which is like obviously most people have not had an orgy Yeah and so, yeah, I totally understand if you, as a writer, have not had an orgy, but you want to describe an orgy for sure. But then you have to like watch videos or do some kind of research yeah. or something, or just think for a second, or just yeah, about, like, like, like doodle it out or yeah. whatever it takes to be like, does like, it make sense for all of these bodies to be in the space? Can at the same this time? exist, especially in like why choose non-polyamorous romance? Yes. Where it's like they're all with usually it's a woman, they're all with her, like reverse yeah. harem or reverse harem. Where it's like, they're all with the same person, but they're not together. Yes. Is the trickiest one. Because it's like, yeah, obviously in, a, in a, most orgies, like, other people in the orgy are also together. So it's like, maybe these three people over here are doing this, and they're watching while these two other people over here are doing this, and they're not all engaging with one person at the same yeah. time. Like, you could definitely do that too. But that's gonna give a tricky dynamic there's of, like, a- how many people can fit around one person at the same yeah, time without... especially
0: when you've described that person as being, like, so small and petite. Because yeah, they're, they're always, always, like, impossibly so small for
1: some reason. Yes. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. Or especially if they're, like, lying down or something, where it's like, okay, uh, now you've significantly limited the, like, planes of existence. Whole, yeah. yeah, there's a whole- Side so now they're all be either on, like, but only one of them could be on above her, or maybe two if they're like, if they're like smaller, or if they're kind of like, yeah, if like, like one person's like at the bottom and one bit. person's at the top, yeah. But like, but like, only so many people can fit there's around a, one
0: person. There's a logistical problem.
1: There are a lot of logistical problems. Oh with, my goodness! And it takes you out of the seat. Yeah. Like, that am gonna be like literally That's, this week where I was. I don't remember what I was reading, but I was reading something where there was. Where they changed position and did not explicitly state that they changed position, and I was like, "Whoa, whoa, well, whoa!" Well, I yeah. was like, "Wait a minute! It's confusing. It's confusing." And it like,
0: and you're like, "I was all in the moment. I was like, I'm like, this is porn. I'm reading porn, and now I'm confused about it. And I'd rather not be confused yeah. about erotica, yeah. please."
1: It, like, I mean, like, cause any book where you're reading it, you're like, "There's like a weird mistake or something." Yeah. You're like, "Whoa." takes oh you God. out of the story it's like yeah yeah if you're reading the scene and it's like okay so she, they're standing up and her hands are like pressed up against the door yes. and then all of a sudden she's lying down no no no, no and then no, you're no, like no. wait a minute when did they like where did the door go yeah where did they move to the floor did they move to the bed like are they yeah like, and then like, it's where like, like where no, are they?
0: how long am i gonna have to wait until i have the context clue to know where they are it's
1: not yeah. good or if someone has like three hands all of a sudden where it's like her hands are here, here, and here. And it's yeah. like, no, no. if you did describe, like, moving one hand from, like, the back of the neck to, like, grab the ass yeah. or whatever, it's like, you can't be, like, grabbing someone's neck and their ass and, like, touching their leg. Like, you can't be doing all this yeah, at the same Yeah, it's like, time, this is too much. Unless you've described that the hand is moving. Like,
0: yeah.
1: And that's, so that's another thing, is, like,
0: flipping that and and having it, like, from the rider's perspective, there is nothing. There is nothing more, like, frustrating and like, no, like, ugh, like, I wish I'd gotten it right than having somebody describe their, like, hey, like, I was reading this scene and all of a sudden I got really confused or I got this vibe off of it and that really was, like, not the vibe I want. I had somebody uh, once tell me that, like, they were, like... They were reading like a brief. It was a it was a D and D like little short story that I was writing about a character. Yeah. And they were like reading it, and they're like, uh, like it's good, but I kind of read this part and I got like a groomy vibe off of this, and I was like, whoa, like oh what my what god, I don't know. That's not what I wanted at all. And I went back and read it. I was like, whoa, what part? What do you mean? And I was like, how did this happen? I was like so upsetting to like n- miss the mark or like not. And it ended up being that they like misread it or like missed a word somehow, and uh-huh. and the 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 what they're I can literally in, guess
1: one of two people that read that and thought that
0: you're probably right, <laughs> you're probably correct, yeah. Um, and it was like yeah that they they misread it, so it was like that was the worst part too. Was like where it was like what I wrote was fine, but but then because they misinterpreted what I wrote or like like skipped a word and like f- their brain filled in the-, the blank yeah they were like this feels icky now and i was like but that's not right
1: wrote. what do i do <laughs> yeah and it's hard when like in your brain you understand exactly what's happening yeah but if you don't describe it such a way if that person doesn't already have like the image in their head yeah it's like you have to really like walk through every step mm-hmm. and if you skip a step it's fine because you know what's happening yeah but like if someone else is reading it, they're like what?
0: Yeah. Or, like, you know the tone of voice that the character's saying this in. Yeah. Or the inflection, or whatever it is. But but then if that doesn't translate, or you don't use the correct describing word to put in the dialogue tag, then it's like, now this feels weird. And it's like, oh
1: no. Yeah. Now I gotta go back. Now I gotta go back. Yep. Anyway, so that's, yeah. So it was very long now. Very long. Um, but that's Okay. <laughs> Cause sometimes it's gotta be a little bit too sometimes long. It's, yeah. That's, like, the opposite of the exact vibe we just described, which is, like... <laughs> nobody wants a giant dick.
0: No. Nobody wants... Nobody wants a dick the size of your forearm.
1: No. I ex- explicitly
0: do not want that. I mean, some people do. Some people do, I guess. Not me. No. But, like, that's... That's big. That's huge. That's a
1: big... That's a lot of dick. There's a lot of dick. That's, like...
0: No. No.
1: <laughs> Seriously, you're like, I'm
0: like <laughs> measuring my forearm, I'm
1: like, uh-uh. Uh-uh. Have you seen that trend that's going around on TikTok where a lot of times in samples describe, like, you put both hands around it and, like, your fingers couldn't meet and people are like, does that mean, like, this big or, like, this wide or, like, is it two hands on top of each other and, like, each hand, like, the fingers don't meet or is it, like, together and like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's uh- like, <laughs> I haven't seen that, but that's really funny. Sarah's like holding out two hands. I'm like, mm-mm. Like she's mm. holding like a baby out in front of her. Like that's a terrible metaphor, but I don't, I this, don't know how like, to like, just... do it. No it has to be right out.
0: I don't want it so close to
1: me. <laughs> There's no room to move. Sarah, every time you talk about things like this, it just makes me laugh because it's, it reminds me of the episode where I was like, I don't understand a person ever being attracted to a man. And then Ro was like, Taylor, are you a lesbian? <laughs> yes. Sarah so would be like, yeah, I don't want the dick close to me. Ah.
0: <laughs> I like men. I just don't like dicks. Well, no, no. Let me rephrase. I don't like men. I hate men. I like I like some people who are men, but I do I'm not a fan of digs. It's very confusing. sounds
1: like a big mental gymnastics that's going on there. Sexuality
0: is a spectrum. (laughs) Sexuality
1: is so confusing. It's quite confusing. It's so weird. It's like, like, I was trying to describe this to Bryce the other day, because I was like, like, I think technically, like, what I am would be described as bi, Mm -hmm. because I find, like, some masculine-looking people, like, aesthetically attractive, and, like, non-binary people, yes, but like dicks are a big no. Yeah. And obviously there are people that are women that have penises and like. Yeah. But like I'm not in. But t- that's. Like that's such an ick for me that like that like I do have a genital preference. Yeah, that would be kind of like a like a deal breaker. But trying to describe to someone that you're bi and then going through that whole like thing. Yeah. It's like, like it's just easier like I like I. Totally, I prefer gay, it's just easier. Yeah. But like that's kind like kind of would be a lesbian. Like it makes it easier to not have to explain that to like a stranger. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's and then it and then people get so
0: so upset and very in their big feelings if you're like when when you'd say like I do have a general preference, then it's like, uh, but what about and, and like that's exclusionary and it's like, yes, it is exclusionary. It is because I have a preference, and I'm allowed to have preferences. I'm not saying that I hate people that are like this. Yeah. Or that I think they deserve never to have love or sex or anything. I'm saying that it's not for me. Yeah. And it's not something that I want. Yeah. And that I can say that it's not something that I want to have sex with without hating that person. Yeah. But people get
1: very upset about. People that. do get some like, and I think the majority of people I've heard that like say like that's fine. Yeah, but like there's always some people. But yeah, yeah, it's like I would I would date a trans person. That doesn't matter to me at all. Sure, but like the type of genitalia someone has does matter. Yeah, because dicks are like really a big turn off. Yeah, really. and that's okay. That's okay. You're allowed to have your turn offs.
0: Yeah, cuz I, I and that's something I've realized. I think just generally genitalia is not the thing for me. That's yeah. not the thing that does it for me. And that's fine. Across the board. Yeah. Um the the, the things that do it for me are just like a lot of other things, but yeah. not genitalia. And so it's kind of I think and I'm I'm buying in the way that it doesn't really matter because I because like it's icky either way. Yeah. And so so, I'm gonna have like, like the you know the whole, the whole like like oh I'm straight. It's like yeah, well so is spaghetti until you get it hot and wet, and it's like, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> which is like a stupid thing to say, but it's but it but yeah I'm like it's very much I'm like I have, I, have did you make that up just no now? who says that I don't know but I've i it straight for so spaghetti I saw that in a post somewhere many years ago that's
1: horrendous I hate it that. was like a Reddit
0: thing or I don't remember oh right. of
1: course it was uh, yeah yeah.
0: Um, either Reddit or Tumblr, it was one of those two. Um, but yeah, it's like, I, I am attracted to most people, um, but, but it's not like the, the genital area is not the thing that does it for me. Yeah. Like really, once you get, like, once you get into like the nitty gritty of like the downstairs generally, I'm like, I'd just rather not like, let's just like. And it's like, I need to be very turned on For it to be like, okay, now I'm ready to like Like, deal with downstairs Sarah's doing some very funny things with her hands right now. <laughs> I, I talk with my hands a lot Um, but yeah, it's like every Like, legs, back Like, all of all of the stuff Like, we can be all over the place but Sarah like, wants everyone to be shaped like a Barbie doll Kind of <laughs> <laughs> But but, <laughs> but it's like, it's not like It's not like that I don't want to engage with the, with, with genitals at all. It's just that that's not the thing that does it for me. That's not the thing that turns me on. Yeah. And so I prefer to be very turned on before I like deal with that because
1: or <laughs> the way you're describing having sex is like a I problem know. to be dealt with.
0: <laughs> it is, but it's, but it's not, a, it's, I'm, the words are not working, but like, it's not a problem. But it's just like that is not the thing that turns me on. And generally speaking, it's kind of like I'm very. I'm trying not to get too graphic with this, but we're already past. How would think? I'm very sensitive to smells. I'm very and and that whole area, for anybody, even if you're like very clean, you you yeah. have washed. It gets. It there's gets, always some kind of smell. There's smell. There's you know people get sweaty. It's you know like all that stuff. And so, it's like, I have to be already, I have to have turned off a good portion of my brain and be very much in the, like, just instinctual, kind of, like, horny part of my brain. Yeah. Before, before
1: Before that part, that's not distracting. Yeah,
0: it can, it's distracting. There are a lot of, and I have, like, a lot of sensory things on a day-to-day basis. I have a lot of sensory problems. I'm very sensitive to touch, very sensitive to smell. Sensory issues and sex do not mix very they well. They don't mix and I'm I'm very sensitive to like it like I get itchy very easily. Like if like things like if there's like a tickly feeling or something, I get itchy very easily, which is like it's not super sexy to be like, "Hang on, I'm itchy." Like so there's like a lot of stuff Hang on, I'm itchy. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that just like has to like it's it's just better across the board if I'm quite turned on before before we, before we move into what people might consider the main event uh-huh. and that's all that is that's what it is for me
1: we pulled the mob at church move where we have tried to end this episode so many times and now we're like this episode like an this hour and a half episode long episode is incredibly long and it's just Sarah describing her relationship with genitalia yeah thanks and we're sorry i <laughs>